24 Club. This is a podcast about navigating life in the modern world while striving for sanctity as a young adult. I'm Leanne. I'm Deanna. And I'm Dalton. And we are your hosts. Today we're talking about putting God in a box and how we do that. Just kidding. How we try not to do that um, and how it differs in all of our life. Um, But we'll go more into that and just give more of yeah, an explanation and just perspective of how we see God and where we find him in our life. But Diana is going to start with our saint of the week. So I'm going to pass it over to her. Yes. So today um, we're going to be talking about Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati. He's the patron of the CSA, St. Anthony Catholic Center. Um, but so he is a saint that is beloved by many people because he was known for his joy and his jokes and also his athleticism. Um, He cared for the poor and he really illustrated a life of faithfulness. Um, He was virtuous and joyful and zealous and he was someone who always shared the gospel wherever he went. So he was born to a wealthy family, um, but even so he still lived quite frugally and gave a lot of his clothes and his money to the poor. There are times that his parents um, disciplined him, actually, for giving food and clothes away to the poor because they really didn't understand the basis behind it or his intention behind it. Um, but he just was always found yeah, loving the people around him, whether it was feeding the poor or going to run errands for the widows next door. Um, literally that's like what it says in his biography. Um, he also spent a lot of time with friends, just communicating the love and the peace of God by spending time with people. So I think he's an amazing saint to, to look to. Um, he died at the age of 24 from polio. I think after he died was when people really started to understand how holy he was and just the impact that his life made. Um, at his funeral, thousands of people surrounded his parents and they were so surprised by just the number of people that were there to honor the life of their son. So I just, he's also called the man of the Beatitudes because he really embodied what it meant to live a life after Jesus Christ. And so, yeah, we just look to him today. He's a great saint. If you love hiking, also he's a patron saint of hiking. So he's your guy. Um, Yeah. Does anyone else have any other thoughts about Blessed Pier Giorgio? I've just heard stories of him about how he would make bets in bars. I think it was pool that he would place bets against his friends. Like if he beat them at pool, then they had to go to mass with him (laughs) and he never lost. So, um, I, I think that was him. And if I'm wrong, sorry, but it's a cool story anyways. (laughs) Um, so yeah, Yeah. I'm going to place bets with my friends now. Just kidding. I'm not bad. That's kind of like a, a fun twist on the flirt to convert thing. So instead of like flirting, you're gambling, uh, gambling for Jesus. That would, that's a fun slogan. Um, so he was beatified in 1990, but he still has yet to become an official canonized saint. So ask for his prayers because he has been known to be a powerful intercessor. So, yep. With that, we'll get into our topic of the day. Yeah. So like I was saying earlier today, we're going to talk about not putting God in a box and just our experiences with that um, in our life um, and how we can view um, kind of that perspective of God in our life even now. Um, So I guess I can go ahead and start. Um, But putting God in a box, this phrase has been, I feel like a 
norm <laughs> in my vocabulary when it comes to speaking about my relationship with God. Um, of course, it's unintentional. It's not that I want that. But I think as a human, um, sometimes I see things as in my control all the time. And sometimes my relationship with God can fall into that category of I want to control what that looks like. And I want to control how I'm interacting with him and how he's interacting with me. Therefore, I put him in a box, whether that means my schedule of, oh, so my holy hour is scheduled for this time or my time of prayer is scheduled for this time. And once I'm outside of that, then it's free for all. (laughs) And I might not necessarily reflect all the time um, God in all places and all things, um, but just in my life of prayer um, instead of my whole life as a human person. So I don't know, I can go into more detail, but what do y'all think about that? Like, how has that affected your life, um, your faith, anything like that, your relationships even? What do you think? Yeah, so I was always like super impressed by religious who live by like such a strict schedule. And I was like, that's so cool. Like they're praying all day, they're praying all the time. And I don't know, I was always, it was like a super hero superhuman kind of ability that I felt like was out of reach and then as I grew older and I started to talk to different religious um, I learned that you know they're regular people just like us and they chose a vocation specific to serving God and being there for God and it really is just something that we can all do because you know, they do like morning and evening and afternoon prayer and all that, like that's scheduled time for prayer, but that doesn't mean that they're not praying in between either. And one of the times that I went to mass, um, the priest that was giving the homily, he talked about like doing everything in prayer. Uh, He said to start your day in prayer and just say, Lord, you know, thank you for waking me up and, you know, giving me another opportunity to love you and serve you and then go about your day. And then when you're having breakfast, just say, you know, thank you, Lord, like for this food. And then as you're closing in the evening, you know, thank you for everything you did. And don't finish your prayer until you're going to sleep. And then you will have prayed the the whole day, like Mm -hmm. your little conversations with God, like that was prayer throughout the day. Um, So yeah, I think, you know, we definitely fall into that trap of putting God in a box and well, I only go to Mass on Sundays and maybe Wednesdays and, you know, just for that hour, like that's God's hour mm-hmm. uh, or going to adoration or saying the rosary. But um, yeah, it's hard to to break that sometimes because we get such in a routine, you know, we're creatures of habit. And so it, it just becomes kind of ingrained that this is the way our day should look like. Side note really quickly, that reminds me when you're saying, I only go to Mass on Sundays and Wednesdays. When I was younger... Um, we would go to mass together as a family, obviously. And my sister and I sometimes would, you know, bicker right after mass ended. And my grandma would always say, we just got out of church <laughs> because immediately as soon as mass was over, we were already fighting. So we definitely didn't incorporate <laughs> what we learned in mass, um, after that. But that was like an ongoing line in my grandma's, from my grandma's, we just got out of church. So behave. <laughs> Diana, what do you think? I think Blessed Giorgio Forsati is what I keep thinking of, of just that's a great example of what it means or what it looks like to not put God in a box because, I mean, he was from a society where, you know, he would go to, I'm sure, religious services. He could probably 
go to, he probably visited many amazing chapels and cathedrals and stuff like that, but he really encountered God and allowed others to encounter God in nature, like in like hiking, playing pool with his friends. And I, and he is a saint, you know, he's someone we look to. And so I think like for me, when I think of not putting God in a box, that's what I think about of like, yes, Jesus is in the sacraments. Um, he's at mass, he's in your community at the Catholic center or whatever center, whatever small group you're a part of, um, your faith community, but he's also like in the person who's in front of you, um, at the grocery store or, you know, like he's everywhere. And the Lord actually like desires to communicate to us through the ordinary events of our everyday life. And I think that for me, it's, um, it's just being able to see how the Lord communicates with me and being okay with it being like that. Because I think a lot of times God will speak to me in a certain way. Like even when I'm on a run, I'll see something happen. And I feel like God like gives me just kind of a clearer picture of what's going on and maybe in my own life, like through something I see, like, um, yeah, in nature or whatever. But when I try to communicate that, it's a little bit harder because it's not like I'm having this like vision when I'm praying the rosary. And so I think it took me and it's still like me learning how to be okay with like the way that God uniquely created me to, to hear from him. You know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think too, like in my experience of not only yes, seeing like the goodness and seeing how God is doing great things in my life, but also God's mercy. Um, I feel I put in a box often, um, when it comes to my own personal struggles and when I do fail, um, because I'm trying to control things that I'm going to eventually fail at because I'm human and flawed. Um, yeah, not going to him as a, a servant who is going to their master, um, to get punished, but, how can I view God as a merciful father who he truly is um, and not put him in this box of taskmaster who is only there to um, give me projects to either fail or succeed at? Um, so, yeah, I've just slowly been learning, you know, through just experiences and spiritual direction, um, how to see God for a merciful father. Um, and not put that in a box either, because I am very tempted to do so and get so hard on myself when God is just wanting me to come back to him, um, in those small ways. So mercy is also another way I feel, um, can be easy to put in a box, but he's calling us to something more. And kind of going off of what you were talking about when you were talking about like, you know, running back to God and he, he wants us to turn to him. I know one thing that I find myself doing is thinking like, well, God is only in a chapel or he's only like in the church, like in the premises of the, of the church. And I don't know, like that it's when you were talking, I just couldn't help but think about, you know, God giving us an invitation of like, why don't you just come with me to the park and let's go have a walk? Like, why does it have to be so formal? Why does it have to be so scheduled? Um, but yeah, so I couldn't help think about like, how we even like physically contain God. Like if I'm not in this location, then God is not here. Um, but you know, God is, God is in everything. And I think we need to remember that sometimes. And also what I'm thinking is like when we limit God, we limit ourselves, we limit what he can do in our lives, you know? And so I think learning how to have a greater perspective, um, and not limiting God, we're able to, to have a better perspective and dreaming for our own lives, you know, because, 
there are desires that we may have or things that we may feel drawn to that don't fit in that box like you're talking about like in the chapel or whatever whatever you think it should look like for you to to live out your mission um and sometimes god calls us to do that in radically different ways than we maybe would have thought but when we're able to dream big like that and not limit ourselves or limit god but then we don't limit ourselves you know and so I think that, I don't know, that's just another important point. Yeah, so I guess with that, what are some ways that y'all think um, can help someone um, more practically, I guess, um, take steps into not putting God in a box? So one thing that I thought about off the top of my head um, was, you know how you can set events or reminders on your calendar? Mm -hmm. So maybe set like a recurring event and title it, Lord, thank you for today, and then schedule it for when you wake up. And then, like, do your little opening prayer, and then schedule another one for the evening when you're going to bed. And that way you can remember, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm closing my prayer. And maybe that will create, like, a mindset of, like, everything in between from when I open my eyes to when I go to sleep is a prayer. Um, So maybe that'll lend itself to seeing God in smaller things throughout the day. I don't know. Definitely. No, I've heard that before when... um, Someone told me to do an examination of conscience every night, which I don't do. I wish I did. Um, But they, one of the things, the reasons that you're supposed to do that is because when you're reflecting on your day, like at the end of the day and reflecting like, where did I see God and where did I maybe like fall short and like, where did the Lord like really love me in this area? When you're doing that as a habit, then like you start to do it more and more throughout your day, you start to become more aware. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think exactly, it's literally exactly what you're saying. It like helps you even like subconsciously to become more aware of where the Lord is um, and where you're accepting his invitations and where you're rejecting them like throughout the day and even like the littlest mm-hmm. of ways. So that's like a practical thing I think yeah. that we can do. I think also just going and kind of closing, having conversations with people about yeah. your life and about, you know, asking the question like, hey, how have you seen God lately? You know, to those friends who are hopefully walking with you um, towards virtue, um, having those conversations, because not only does that help you to, you know, spark something in your mind, um, but it also helps to cater to each other's growth um, mm-hmm. and to try to to see those things more clearly. So I would just say, yeah, talk to someone about it, whether that's your family, your friends, um, because that helps us to recognize where he's working in our life a little bit more, um, more so than the scheduled times. So. Mm-hmm. And another thing I would say is, like, think of things that you're already drawn to. Like, what is your favorite hobby? What's your favorite movie? Um, but go to that and try to look at it through the lens of, like, yeah, what may God be trying to teach me in this? Like, I've done that before where I've gone back to, like, a specific song. It's not a Christian song, but I just, like, I love it. And if I actually, like, think about it and, like, think about the lyrics or try to see it from a different perspective, I'm able to like, yeah, just allow God to really shine light on what he's trying to teach us. Because at the end of the day, everything that we have is the Lord's. Everything um, is God's, you know, and and he can and will speak to us um, through a multitude of things if we allow him to. So yeah, that would be something that I would end with. Dalton, any closing thoughts? Yeah. So the last (laughs) thing that I would say is don't be afraid to share. I think Leanne brought a a good point and, um, you know, it's a lot of times we think about our relationship with God. It's like, oh, it's just me and God. But, you know, we're also called to evangelize. And some of the best ways that we can do that is just how we live our life. And so 
we can't share that with other people if we do it secluded, you know, like, yes, there's, there's a time and place for that. But I think, you know, being open and you don't have to force it on anybody, but just, um, in casual conversation, just be like, you know, I just feel like God is really watching over me today because things have just gone my way or, um, you know, Lord help me because I know this is coming up and, uh, he always has my back or something like little things like that. And then it can spark something bigger that sometimes we may need not even be aware that we're planting seeds. Cool. So that was, that was really good conversation. I I appreciated that. And I value that. Um, Just in closing that song that you heard in the beginning as our opening song is until we're old by Noel Montenegro, our dear friend. So don't forget to go check him out on Spotify and you can find more info about him and his song in the show notes. So go check him out. Awesome. Well, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Know of our prayers for you and please pray for us too. Bless Pier Giorgio Frasati. Pray for us. In the morning sun, Try to prove that you're alright But can you see my face? It seems I never learned my place I was always